Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Morning, Kira. Hey, Oliver. How are you? I'm okay, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How's your week been? Oh, another week has flown by. Um, had my eye on the US elections quite oh, a bit. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's been, I think, a pretty historic week. We've gone into lockdown again now. We're, we're four days into the new lockdown. Yeah. So It's been a pretty busy week in that been, respect. Yeah. Um, our car is basically broken. That <laughs> happened. That's true. It started smoking. That's so. quite funny. It started smoking on the way back from the car dealership for looking for another car. Yeah. It's almost like it knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess there's been a lot of things that I've been thinking about, been doing the programme, which is going really well and really fun. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. How's, how's yours been? It's been good. I think it's been, well, yeah, one of the crazier weeks of... Mm-hmm. Uh, of um in the world uh but yeah let's see what next week holds and that's it for the episode today (laughs) (laughs) just a quick (laughs) check-in um what are we talking about today we're talking about one word Mm. and it has three letters any guesses what it Um, is oh oh and i have another clue yeah it is also the same as a letter oh wow um, bye? No, but it rhymes with that. Fry. No, that's not the same as a letter. It's not, it's neither the same bi. as a letter. I would be the same as a letter, but I does not have three letters Unless in it. Unless you spell it A-Y-E. I. Mm. True. It's not that. It's Y. <laughs> it's Y. They all rhyme. Um, so we're, we're, today we're going to talk about why the qu- and asking yourself the question why um and how it's helped us uh what we feel about it mm. and so on and so forth mm. so what so like the idea of having a purpose for stuff or like a well, reason yeah, to do I mean, it for doing something yeah i thought we'd get there later but basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay explain them uh, well, okay, so my introduction to the importance of this question is actually a, a few years ago when you were working on something uh, at your old job mm. and you were talking to me about it and whilst talking to me about it, you gave, were showing me this diagram of why, what, how, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is from Simon Sinek yeah. and that the other two questions grow from the why question which comes first Mm -hmm. and i think it goes in that order right why why how what oh sorry why how what yeah oh there we go i messed it up um and so that was the very first time i think that um i've been introduced to asking that question Mm. um as the core principle of whatever you it is that you're doing and in that conversation realizing it's a tough question to answer mm. if you haven't thought about it, actually. Um, not so simple. And trying to encapsulate it in a concise way. Yeah. 
because you can kind of be like, oh, because of this, because of this, because of this. No, but why? Just one thing. Tell me what's at the core of all of this. Yeah. And also, a lot of the times, I found when you were trying to answer why, you'd end up answering what? All the time, yeah. Um, oh, it's because it's going to be this. That's yeah. not why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, because I'm going to do this. No, that's how. That's not why. True. Uh, so anyway, so that's for me, was the first time, I guess you'd only also been introduced to it recently as you'd mm -hmm. just been um, filling yeah. yourself with Simon Sinek information. And we have both um, consistently since then asked ourselves why in most things, if not everything that we do. Most things, probably not Definitely. everything. But in terms of work, though, I know for myself, um, it's just such a useful question definitely i remember i remember that time that was for it was hilarious because um one of my clients was basically rebranding internally yeah and they basically wanted to rem they wanted to decide why they existed and it's really funny because like you're sitting in a room with like really clever senior people like people who ceos of like international businesses mm -hmm. And pontificating about why do we exist? Mm. And it's kind of like this feels a bit inauthentic if you're calling me to the table to discuss with you. I don't even be, I'm not even part of the company to discuss why you exist. But um, anyway. Why does that feel inauthentic? Because it shouldn't be something that you need to search for, really. I think often you need to search for it because if you're not, that's why it's a hard question to ask. You need to consciously sit down. True. And sometimes that's not so easy because you're, as you're digging deeper and saying, no, that isn't encapsulating it. I mean, if I'm honest, it probably felt inauthentic because the solutions that were coming to the table were not at all based in reality. Okay. So anyway, the, um, the CEO in question at the time had become obsessed with Simon Sinek. I didn't know about the guy really before then. And he was like showing Simon circles, so the why circle, the how, the what circle. Anyway, so I, yeah, I thought, okay, I better read this book so I can like talk shop with these guys and like come up with something good for them. And the book was one of the best books I've ever read, mm. which is Start With Why. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's so good is because um, answering the question why basically explains everything you're doing. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it could be... Uh, like your purpose or like why you why you work or whatever but also like chances are if you're trying to explain something to someone and they're not getting it like you're training or you're just like in a conversation with anyone and they're just not getting it 95% sure you haven't explained the why properly mm. why is it important we know about this because until you tick that box it's very hard for someone to actually concentrate on what you're telling them right so like I don't know why <laughs> and I'm going to say this word a lot I don't know why, but I do know that for us as humans to understand why is fundamental to us, like committing something, understanding something, learning something. Interesting. That's something that I think I could uh, use a little bit more then of in the training that I do. Yeah? Yeah, just hearing you say, you, you say that, I think, um, yeah, maybe putting the whys out there for each thing a bit more before an exercise begins. Yeah, exactly. We, we talked about it on the walk just now, but Elon Musk's way of learning things, he visual, when, when he learns a concept, it's like this visual thing of like, he'll build it like a tree. Like, so the, the main, he'll build the main concept in the trunk, then he'll attach branches to it, 
and then he'll attach the tiny details of the leaves on the thing. Mm. I, if I if you extend that metaphor, for me, the trunk is the why. Mm -hmm. Why are we talking about this? Why are we framing this conversation in the first place? And the, then that places it in context, right? I think yeah. the why is the roots. Could be, yeah, true. And then the trunk is kind of like the principle. The what, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, idea behind that or its principal mechanism. Yeah, or you could say like the why is like the soil within which the roots are in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I like that. That's probably more accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I think it's a really, really impor important thing. I think it's interesting what you just said about it placing context Yeah. Um, to help with understanding and I, I guess I hadn't viewed it. That makes a lot of sense. The, the, the reason why I think it's really powerful is it plays in context um, in a sense of it giving you a focal point yeah. for your work. So anytime that you're, let's say for example, you're, you're figuring out your branding for your company yeah, and you're like, I don't know, there's so many options. If you go back to your why of why am I doing this? And there's a core message. Ah, oh, okay. Let's just relate the branding to that. Okay. Yeah. If you're messaging something or if you're, I don't know, anytime you get lost, if you go back to the why, yeah. But why, what is the principal reason I'm doing this? It just grounds you again and you, everything can kind of be shaped by that core question. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's why I find it such a useful thing. It keeps you really clear on what your purpose is and what you're trying to do. Um, so can I ask you, hmm. why do you do what you do? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, have I even thought about it? Wow. See, that's the thing. No, that's the thing. Because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, why do I do what I do? Obviously, it's to earn money, right? Yeah, to earn money. That's definitely one of the reasons. Um, but I also, on a selfish level, I love diving into acting theory. Yeah, exactly. I just find it so interesting and fun. Um, and then on a kind of larger level of like uh, what, what I think it does like outrospectively. Uh, why? Because I want to share different techniques with people so people have a toolkit and make it more accessible. Yeah. To make learning acting and different ways of being creative feel easy and fun and accessible and not hidden. Oh. Yeah. I don't think that's that's tied up enough so I think I need to I think I kind of know why but you get, myself you, but I haven't verbalised I haven't written it down as a statement and that's probably a next step for me is to not just know instinctively I have a feeling I know why because mm. I do but actually write it in a concise sentence but also like I've seen you after sessions and stuff like that, you're energised yeah so like it doesn't you don't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that you're feeding off of it it's yeah. giving you energy yeah so that's obviously a massive why as well. Yeah, I, but I think those are actually kind of... I don't think they are really the whys. Like money and all of this, yes. But why... There's lots of things you could do to make money. There's lots of different things you could I do. I was talking about energy. Like energy. To en energize, yeah. I was going to say. There's lots of different things you could do for that. But mm. what's the reason why that gives you energy? Right, okay. What, that's the deeper question. Those are symptoms. Those yeah. are kind of things that you get from it. But why I see in my mind is like... Why do you think this will help? Why do you think this mm. is a purposeful thing to do? What are you offering, essentially? So where does like the KO vision come into this? Because surely that's got to be involved in the why as well. Why? 
<laughs> because um, I, th- I feel like the KO vision um, <clears throat> steers loads of what we're doing. So, for example, we have this, these five goals written down. <clears throat> um, Which we- actually, just, just to say that, last week our chat was about planning. Oh, that's true, yeah. And so after that, we were like, we haven't written a plan for the KO Vision. <laughs> yeah. And so now we have written a plan. So now we have five goals for November 2022. So two-year goals. Obviously, those five goals are all part of the KO Vision. Mm-hmm. So the KO Vision's got to be part of the why. Because it does steer. Because if you think like, one of the things we're very clear on is we want to have remote businesses. Mm-hmm. We, wanna, we don't want passive. We want to be very involved in the work. So that's the what's. Mm, got it. That's the what. And that, the vision, maybe the how as well. Yeah, so we haven't got the why. Interesting. So, yeah, because if I was to like dive into my business, why do I, um, why do I do my business? I, I, love, I love inspiring people, actually. That's something I do love doing. And if I can spend my days working with people to help them improve their business, improve their life, I think that's a pretty good why. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty worthy cause, similar to you in a way. So I think you're the same as me, that it's in your, you feel it, mm. but you haven't, I'd, I'd suggest as well, doing a sentence, like a statement. Statement, yeah. Of why. I think we both give ourselves that challenge this week, create okay. why statements for why we're doing our businesses. So... How does this work then? Because if we're both like, hmm, I think I do know my why, but I've never thought about it. How do you, if you don't know what your, the why is, how do you go about it if it's just something that comes to you naturally? How do you go about finding it? Asking yourself why. Okay. Yeah, like, okay, why is that? And then see if you can ask why again. Okay. And keep going down, right? Okay. So... If it's like, oh, because it makes me feel good. Why does it make you feel good? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm with you. Because I like to see other people succeeding. Okay, why? Or what feel? Like, digging, digging, digging. You've got to be like one of those annoying kids that just... But why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Um, so then the idea is to find the core essence right. of what it is that you are after. And you know yourself much more, but you know the why your purpose what you what you really care about mm. more and then that can influence other things that you do so i guess this is kind of like seems silly because we're like why is that important and then we're like oh we should ask ourselves that mm. um but are there any other instances apart from the business that you feel like you do ask why yeah loads so yeah. like for example um you know this is an interesting one actually like I've not asked why really. I know I have kind of been asking why recently, but at the moment, there's loads of big international topics that divide opinion, mm-hmm. right? And you know what it's like. We're all in loads of WhatsApp groups and we're in lots of other groups and there's lots of places where you see people putting opinions down mm-hmm. and there's lots of healthy debate going on. Now, I always resist like getting involved in, in debates like that and actually um, participating in laying my cards on the table, right? Even if I do have a fairly strong opinion on something, I tend to try and avoid it. Recently, I've been asking myself, why? Mm. Why is that? And I don't really know the answer, but I can tell you by the process of asking why I, you know, 
why are you avoiding that? Mm-hmm. And why is that debate annoying you a little bit? Uh, I've definitely found out a lot more about myself. Mm. And I definitely started to hone in on my core beliefs and my values. And do you think that will change your behaviour? It has to, yeah. I think it'll probably reinforce my behaviour. It'll make me a lot less likely to, when I do feel like jumping in and and saying what I think, it'll make me a lot less likely to do that, I reckon. Mm. Um, So I don't, is that what you meant though? Yeah, absolutely, because in essence we're talking about why as a question in many things. The Simon Sinek thing is what introduces to it, but yeah. I think we apply the question to a lot of aspects within our life. Completely. I've recently, um, I find that I've, with the books that I've been reading, which have, I found so interesting recently, and you know, there's a lot of, like you were saying, political divisions, and just, um, even just divisions about the way that, you know, COVID's being handled. There's just like so many different opinions yeah. about things and different behaviors. So I think I've been, asking myself why do people think that or why do people yeah, behave yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and try and trying to do it in a not if it's something that is p- polarized to how i feel not trying trying not to judge it yeah but genuinely asking why especially with politics you know um i think asking why can help you to to listen if you're asking genuinely mm-hmm. why so there's a lot to learn from that as well for sure yeah. No, so I think, ask, so, so what's the wider point there? We should be constantly asking ourselves why? Because, I mean, that not that like quite a scary thought? Like almost like second guessing yourself a little bit? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I think if you think that asking yourself why is going to deconstruct everything, means that there's an awareness that there isn't a foundation there. Okay. I mean, I might change my mind in a week. <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like asking why is getting, it's not saying you don't know, there's nothing there, I doubt myself. Yeah. It's saying if you have a strong feeling about it, like let's dissect it, why is that? What is the reason for and, that? And the purpose of that is to get to know yourself a bit better? Yeah, and to get to know the core feeling of the belief, especially like if, if something has you know, an emotional or visceral impact on you and you start to feel very heated about something quite suddenly. Yeah. Um, asking yourself then then the thing that becomes more prevalent can tend to be the the outer emotion which is kind of like the outer level of the issue and if you ask yourself why you don't end up focusing on the emotion of like i just feel annoyed Mm -hmm. you can end up focusing on what that core issue is okay i think i think one of the biggest powers of the why or knowing why is how much it can reinforce commitment and motivation so like for example, say you want to lose weight. If you just say, mm. I just want to lose weight, and that's your, you don't have to think about why, mm. you're probably going to quit. You're probably going to gorge on chocolate. You mm. might not go to the gym every day. But imagine it's like, I want to lose weight because I want to be able to play football with my son. Mm. That's a pretty powerful why. Mm. And reinforcing that, having that big why in your mind, that big cause, that purpose, it will probably make you twice as likely to go to the gym every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, that applies for businesses, it applies for like internal organisations as well. Mm-hmm. Having the why present really helps to motivate and keep people on track in a way. Yeah, I think in terms of larger teams, I can, never, uh, I can imagine 
that having that core why allows everyone to be following the same, like that the company ethics to kind of travel through the whole exactly. team if you all know why. And the important thing about that is you're not saying everyone needs to do the what the same way or the how the same yeah. way. It's just this is why we're doing it and you make up your own mind how you're going to do it. You use your own skills, your own talents. Yeah. Mm. So it's quite a powerful thing in that way. Yeah. I think also, like you, you were saying, getting to know yourself a bit better, understanding your own motivations for something. Sometimes we can also find ourselves following a track because that's just what people do. That's just the next move, mm. and that's what everyone around me is doing. And you don't even you don't even say to yourself that that's what everyone around me is doing because you don't even question it enough to say that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then saying, well, why are you doing it? Yeah, so like classic, <laughs> classic okay life version is like um, you've got a job which you don't really like that much, uh, but you know, pays the bills, means you can get a nice mortgage, nice car, whatever. Your family's looked after, and if someone says but why are you doing that job? You don't enjoy it. Why are you doing it? And you probably can't answer more than uh, what it pays the bills. If you think about your job, it's like pretty much 60% of your living experience. Mm. Because it pays the bills isn't a great motivator for why you should do that mm. particular activity, right? Well, it is a big motivator, but it, it's, I guess it's, but why that job then? Got it. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're not, you're not like passionate about it. Yeah. It's complicated though, because, you know, we've talked about our calling and our passion before in this podcast, right? Uh, I think, was it around authenticity? Maybe we were talking about it. Like how, you know, you should just be, you're just supposed to know what your passion mm -hmm. is in life. How do you know what your why is? Like, do you, is it just, is it a case of like really looking in, and thinking about it? Yeah, that's the thing. You don't know. That's why you ask the questions. Right. And I think... Because it's not saying you have a calling. It's just like being more aware, I guess, of your reaction and feeling towards something. Mm -hmm. If you decide that asking why it might tell you that you're doing something that you don't really enjoy. Okay. You know, and then you start to say, okay, well, why am I not enjoying it? Um, which is also really, really helpful. Like you were saying, why don't I want to partake in certain conversations? Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't have, the answer doesn't have to be like, because I have such an overwhelming passion for that. Yeah. It can yeah, just sure. be something small, like it, um, I, I don't know, like, I like to have personal connection with people when I, when I work with them. Yeah. I like to have face to face contact because I like that level of communication. Um, and I can see how it helps my customers or that's obviously not uh, condensed enough, but yeah. Um, which is why it can be such a tricky question to answer. Um, but I, I think it's about paying attention to even the little things that trigger you. Mm -hmm. And then the little things actually kind of help you um, put together your wider belief system. <laughs> the wider. <laughs> <laughs> the wider belief system. So asking these questions about really subtle, small things and kind of interrogating your own responses to something in a kind way interrogating sounds very aggressive yeah um it sounds thorough it sounds yeah, thorough yeah and yeah. then but piecing that together helps you understand your larger world views i think mm. which then can create a really powerful why and also a why that's 
not something I think motivation also comes from having a purpose that is not just centered around yourself yeah because yeah, yeah. if it's like a the kind of cause yeah that's really really motivating and for but, everyone though or just for like I, I don't know I, I, I couldn't say but I feel I think you're probably right I feel like it is mm. for everyone but I mean that's just based on my you limited I'm not going to ask you to speak to everyone <laughs> <laughs> Um, but even if I could, no one could answer, people couldn't answer because it's not everyone's experience no, it's true, of it's true. what you've tried. But um, I think getting that wider, the, asking the why helps you find your macro. And that's not to say you have one purpose or one calling no, in life. No. But it's also um, allowing you to put your own needs and and others needs together that makes no sense i mean because a lot of the wires will end up being i think in service of something larger than yourself yeah 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 um so, so it's helping others but it's also asking yourself what's important to you can i ask you a question then yes is it possible to manufacture a why so let me let me let me put some context around that yeah. imagine you have to do something right there's just something you just must do. I don't know what that might be. Maybe it's um, washing the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is it possible to manufacture a why around an activity like that? I or fully believe it is. Yeah, it is, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what does that entail? Like looking at the bigger picture, right? Looking at what contribution you're making. Why do I have to wash the car? Mm -hmm. Is it just because Ollie's telling me to? Uh, by the way... I would never do that. <laughs> um, by the way, we never wash the car. So, <laughs> I mean, it's all fiction True. here. <laughs> um, is it because Ollie's telling me to? Okay, if, that, if, I, if I leave it there and that's my why, yeah. I'm, am I going to want to wash that car? No, no, exactly, yeah. But why? Okay, because it will make us feel better because we're respecting the car that we've spent a lot of money on. Yeah. Um, which is like a better practice of just like being more grateful true, for the things true. that you have. The, taking this time as mindfulness. Um, I don't know. I think you can shift your perspective yeah. to turn something that you don't really want to do into something which is more pleasurable just by the way that you... you I, think, I, think that could be, I think that could be like a really... I never really thought about it that way, but I think that could be a really useful trick... I'm resisting using the word hack, but I think it is well, good hack. We just used it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I'm thinking like, imagine you've got a speech to make. You're nervous as hell. Maybe it's a best man speech. You're nervous as hell. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you're like, I just don't want to do it. Like, I'm just going to make a fool of myself. If you could manufacture a why, why do you want to smash the hell out of the speech? Like, why do you want to get a standing ovation? Well, because it'll make your best friend who's made you best man really proud really happy um and it'll make you feel really good as well maybe that's a good manufactured why and then you could turn it from i don't want to do the speech to i want to do a really good speech i think the best way yeah. to turn something into a more positive thing is just to take the onus off of yourself mm. Like, in the car situation, why do I have to clean this car mm. that Ollie wants me to? Like, it's all can about you me. Can you stop saying I want you to clean the car? Because I just, I just would never do that. <laughs> you brought the car up. I can't, you know what I mean? Um, and then in the best man speech example, I think even I personally don't think that would work for me in saying, 
I'll feel really good. Mm -hmm. For me, what would be, it would be like, I want to make the people who I'm talking about in this speech feel so loved and feel so valued and have just like bring joy to their day and make them feel at center. So it's shifting the center away from yourself. I think is a really good way to turn the perspective of on something. If you look at yourself, I don't know, it can lead to feeling super nervous, super self-aware, super self-conscious or hard done by. I think that's true. And then if you shift it outwards, there's like, oh, there's so many, there's so much other stuff going on and this one thing is going to affect that, I agree. And that in a different way. I think that's a really good point, taking the onus of yourself. What I would say is I think there is a way, and I've seen people do this and I try and do this myself, there is a way to look at yourself as someone else. So to look at yourself with complete objectivity. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you did do a speech and maybe it went terribly, there is a way to look at the person giving that speech, you in the past, by the way, and say, let's just really dig in and why this person failed and uh, what went wrong and what that person could do well next time. Completely separating yourself from the failure, but being able to look at it objectively. And I think if you can do that, I've seen some people like really high formers could do that really well. Superly, su- superly, can really um, remove themselves, their value as a person from themselves and what they're behaving and what they think. I think that's pretty skillful. So like, and listening to you talk about your why, I think doing that is really important. So again, like what we talked about, it's like, I got really cross at that point. Like that really annoyed me. Instead of just going, that's why that annoyed me. You know, that person is just unfair. They know that sort of thing annoys me and putting the blame somewhere else. Looking at yourself objectively and going, really, that really hit a nerve. Why did that hit a nerve? Mm-hmm. Let's dig into that. Mm-hmm. With complete objectivity, no judgment on yourself or on anyone else. I think if you can do that as a mm-hmm. practice, I think that's super valuable. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard. It is hard. You have to, to do that. You have to remember that your value as a person is not linked to your actions and your, um, your beliefs mm-hmm. and your thoughts. Like those two things are different. Your value as a person is not linked to your actions. Or your thoughts or your opinions. Your opinions are transient. They change. So what is your yeah. value as a person? What do you mean by that? Your value as a person is what you bring to the world. Your impact. Mm-hmm. How positive you but are. But that is linked to your actions, right? Yeah, mate, so probably... No, your actions, you're right. Maybe I'm talking about your actions in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about your value as a person is what you do next. What you do now. Yeah. And right. But it's definitely not linked to your opinions. What you think... That's not anything to do with your value as a person. Oh, is it not? I don't think so. What if you have really awful, like, you know, malicious beliefs? Sure, and if you take those beliefs and then you put them into malicious actions, which you then do in the present and the future, (laughs) then yeah, it's influencing how bad you are as a person. But one could argue that (coughs) thoughts will even if you're not all trickle into your actions yeah. by biases, even if you're are not aware of them. Yeah, but what I mean is when someone is, if someone has said something to you, for example, and it's a direct attack on something you've said or something you believe, mm-hmm. if you take that to, to mean that someone is attacking you, mm-hmm. oh, got you, got you, got person, you, got you, then 
you're never going to be able to objectively look at that yeah. and say, why does that annoy me? Yeah. Whereas if you like, hmm, it's interesting. They didn't agree with that opinion that I had at that moment. I wonder why. And mm-hmm. then it made me feel angry. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. That's you removing yourself as a person from that opinion. Got you. That makes sense. But you're right. Uh, you're, you're right to call it out because if you very, have very horrible beliefs and you go and do terrible actions, yeah, that is absolutely influencing your value as a person. I agree. Yeah. But I think being able to, my point is this, being able to look objectively at yourself could be a good way to start to find your why. Yeah, I think so taking it away from business, which kind of has been half of this anyway, (laughs) um, I think that's really useful in just terms of like dealing with your own emotions, Um, trigger points that you have that make you angry or upset and if you can, and it, like you said, it's really difficult when you are in that mood of feeling overwhelmed by a certain emotion to say, okay, but why am I feeling like this? Mm-hmm. Why am I having such a strong reaction to this? And sometimes that might be a good reason. Um, and sometimes maybe not so much. I feel, I feel like when I can do that, I, it improves my relationship with myself. Uh-huh. So, like, for example, if I've, if I've messed up, right, if I did it, made a mistake or messed something up and I can't do that, yeah. I begin to harbour feelings of me being a failure mm. and therefore start to hate myself a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't you be better? Mm-hmm. If I can just say, well, mate, you really, really messed that up there. What happened? Mm. And you sort of take, take pity on that, on that person that did mess up, which mm. is you, by the way, and, like, analyse the actions, you start to say, well... Don't worry, mate. We got at least we know what happened. We can move on. You treat yourself like you would treat a loved one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's interesting because when you're perhaps for me, perhaps not in the way that's like helping myself. Sometimes I have to do that and say, why am I having such a strong reaction? And maybe like it's not like not treating myself as a failure, but actually like you need to not associate your reaction with what's actually happened with mm-hmm. the action that's happened right so you need to come down from where you are what do you mean so that makes sense so if i'm feeling like very uh irritated or like riled up about something and then if i ask myself why and then i'm like actually maybe the reason why doesn't have something to do with what's just happened Oh, for sure. Maybe yeah, it's always that is the case. Like much deeper or about a past thing or something I'm still holding on to. Yeah, and actually, I don't believe, you know, those people going around beeping in like road rage and stuff like that, they're, yeah. not, they're not pissed off because of the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> but that's difficult, right, when you're in that mood. Because then you, are, you have to kind of come to terms with like, my reaction is too much and it's not fair on that other person who's like at the front of it. Exactly. There's that, there's that amazing scene in um, that, that crazy, that ridiculous film with uh, Bradley... What's the guy's name from The Hangover? Cooper. Bradley Cooper. That film Limitless. Yeah. Right, so he takes the pill, which makes oh, his yeah, yeah, full yeah. brain capacity. Like, before he takes the pill, he goes back to his, his, um, his apartment and uh, the landlord finds him and has a massive go at him for not paying his rent. Yeah. yeah? And he just goes, oh, sorry, whatever, and scuttles off. Then he takes the pill, walk, comes back to the apartment again, the landlord starts going at him again, and he sort of just stops. And he's like, hmm, are you okay? Because the uh, reaction to me not paying the rent and the reaction you've given me is far disproportionate 
for what is really like how yeah. much that's really inconveniencing you and they sort of get to that point but this is a really great way of illustrating yeah she exactly what you just him. said yeah exactly yeah i think that's really funny uh, let me ask you a question um why are we doing the podcast um okay well actually that had a kind of very clear purpose to begin with yeah we had a chat you reminded me of this actually today we had a chat about uh, this ko life idea yeah and thought well let's start doing something to keep that alive and keep going with it so let's start this podcast yeah um so it kind of is a reminder to ourselves that we're on this journey definitely and I think it's, I think actually that, interestingly, that has had a really strong why. From the start. And we stuck to it. Yeah, but I'll tell you what else is funny about that is that I get a lot of value out of this now. Yeah. Um, like there's lo I been loads of- I am quite of full of value. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been loads of residual, like positive value that's come yeah. from something, which would also in the end reinforce the why, you know? Yeah. Because you get all these benefits as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It kind of comes full circle. Yeah. Well, it's a nice place to leave it. Okay. Um, but thanks very much. I think if I, if I can summarize my thoughts on why, um, I think after this conversation, I know that I probably understand about 25% of the total power of what it can be. Like it's always there presently, but I don't think I'm fully like, like we both don't quite know exactly what the why for our businesses are. No, we need to work on that. So it's quite interesting. I would have thought before this conversation, I would have been able to say, I know exactly what it is. That's, I think, I think that's one of the interesting things about asking the question why, is that it pulls up blind spots. Mm. And that's really powerful that's effect point. of it because you're like, oh yeah, I know why. Until someone directly says why. And then you're like, you stumble. And you didn't even know there was that's a blind a spot there. Yeah. So it really, really like shines a light on them like a beacon. Yeah. And you can't avoid them anymore. And that's why it's so powerful. Um, and that that's relating, you know, we, we just firsthand discovered that with both of ourselves. Definitely. Um, but also in terms of when we're talking about emotions, but also if you hold certain beliefs, um, which are not you know if you're in a conversation with someone and you hold different points of view mm -hmm. it's really interesting to just ask why yeah that's true you know and not like i think sometimes we can feel a bit like oh if we have different opinions we should just like not talk about that stuff let's just move on to something that we have a shared opinion about and i think if we all were more open with the question why and didn't see it as an attack and saw it as a real place of curiosity there's so much power in that and being able to have conversations with people that you don't have the same opinions or beliefs as but starting to understand why you have that rather than me making a judgment about all the kinds of people who have that view alike mm, or what definitely. their priorities are i think it's such a powerful question to ask then but why do you think that um and then really to listen and you, you know, either it makes that person really think about what it is or it makes you really learn something and gives you fresh insight. Yeah. Uh, and it's, that's so valuable. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. The, the, if you're in a conversation with someone, then they disagree with you and you're able to ask why in a way which doesn't sound like you're going, why do you think that? Yeah. Then you are a very skilled conversationist and uh, you should probably become a TV presenter because that, <laughs> cause that is like, that, that's for me such a, a great skill. I've seen people who are really good at this, like they come across someone who they know they fundamentally completely disagree with 
and they listen to what they're saying and they say, that's really interesting, you think that, what, what is it, uh, why do you think that? In a way which you're just like, oh my God, they want to tell you more. Whereas <clears throat> it's so, in the heat of the moment when someone's really saying something you'd completely disagree with, it's so hard to say that in a calm way. It usually comes out like, what, why? Mm-hmm. why? And then the conversation is broken. So I think that's a great point. If you can explore why someone thinks something when they disagree with you, then you're pretty... Uh, it's a pretty useful tool. You've also just uh, uh, maybe think something else that often if when uh, opinions come out like that, they they probably not the first time they're said, you know, if it's an if it's an opinion that you're suddenly aware because you're like, oh, I feel differently. Sometimes you can say an opinion is almost on an autopilot basis. Like this is what I think, da, 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 da. And then when you ask why it breaks that autopilot thing mm, and it true. brings you all into That's the moment. True. So you're not just like, speaking your own rhetoric and someone else is speaking their own rhetoric but you're both brought into the present moment here with each other oh my attention's on you like let's get into this why and that's really useful that's so powerful as well yeah and actually it's so rare because you watch most conversations these days it's statement 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 right and no one's really listened to each other there's very little questions the statement to question ratio is super low or Mm -hmm. high whichever way basically there's no questions so why breaks that pattern massively? Because mm. you're not only are you forgiving, you're foregoing your turn to talk, mm. you're using your turn to talk to ask them to talk more. Mm. So rare, I find, in conversations these days. Mm. So rare. But That's really fascinating. It's a conversation for another day. It's a powerful question, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the, the moral is you can't ask it enough. I'm asking you. I- <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of that kid in the car. But why? <laughs> you kind of got to be that kid in the car, but be nice to yourself at the same time. Yeah, no, I think, it, yeah, I think asking why you, it's a brilliant, inquisitive, curious question, but it has to have that sentiment behind it. You know, no judgment when you're asking why. True. Not like, why are you doing that? Yeah, it's, like, it's true. Why? Like, I feel like the last 10 minutes of this, we've just been trying to explain what we say with different tones. <laughs> the why, the really, why question um, is very... high level podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The why question is very uh, susceptible to tonality. So Be- don't beware. ask why. Yeah. Ask why. <laughs> yeah. Beware of that. Maybe we'll do a session on tones. Next time we'll talk about facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very hard to do on podcasts, by the way. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week.